Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, August 26th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. I'm telling you, Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist in the world. That's why I go to him. All you have to do to become his next new patient is call him like I did 26 years ago, 317-849-2933. 36 hours ago or so, Andrew Luck retired from the NFL. The Colts, they're moving on. Frank Reich spoke to the media today. Jacoby Brissett spoke to the media. The locker room was open. We talked to damn near everybody. The first person I talked to, Chad Kelly, because I think that he's a guy who can benefit from this decision by Andrew Luck. I think Chad Kelly has starting NFL arm capability. We spent some time with Chad Kelly. Did the announcement on Saturday, does that change your outlook as to what your role is or or what this team is to you? I think every day um, I've approached it the same, and with the circumstances the way they are, uh, I'll still approach it the same exact way. I want to be the best player I can be, um, help my team lead in in most professional way, and do whatever it takes to be a leader and a great quarterback in this league. What's been your focus through camp? Like I saw you before anybody got there, you were out there throwing after practice you're out there throwing with frank a lot of times working what are you trying to get done here in the preseason and what do you want out of this i think just to get better each and every day uh i'm gonna i'm gonna see more and more coverages more and more blitzes every game every snap i play so as long as i'm prepared um and and get those guys around me prepared as well i think good things can come from uh having more reps did he get a chance to build a relationship with Andrew and learn some stuff from him while he was here? Yes, definitely. Um, for the four months that I was here, I, I learned a ton, uh, not just in film, but um, how to approach a meeting, how to approach the media and other things like that. So, you know, I, I think it was it was a blessing to have him here for those four or five months. I never really got to sit down and pick his brain a lot, which um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll be able to still get in contact with him and hopefully we can get together and and hopefully talk some more football. Thanks, Chad. That's Chad Kelly, who we would presume is going to be the backup quarterback for the Colts once his suspension is served. He's suspended the first two games of the regular season. We also spent some time with Jack Doyle talking about one of his best friends on the team, Andrew Locke, and his retirement. Yeah, you know, um, mixed emotions. Uh, like a lot of people, I'm sure, uh, sad to... to, to to not have him in here every day, um, but also very happy for him um, to to be at peace with it and and to, to have clarity with with what he was doing. Um, uh, happy for him and, and his wife Nicole. I know 
is this just part of football? Is this just the way things go? Next man up, turn the page. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about that before. Um, whether it's a an, an injury or, or whatever it is, a retirement, you know the the league just keeps going. The football just keeps going. Um, that's the way that's the way this league works, and everyone knows that uh, that's in it or been in it, and uh, and so that, that's what we do. We'll go out and practice today. You had your fair share of injuries. Can you provide some context on what going through that year in and year out can do to a person, not just a football player, but a person? Yeah, it, it's hard, um, very hard um, to 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 try to get back out there to um, to know that you can't help the team, and when that's really what you want to do, um, it, it's very difficult, and it can be a lonely a lonely process, and uh, it's tough and, and, and very frustrating. Have you talked to him a little bit since? Everything went down Saturday. I know you guys are close. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't talked to him since. I'm kind of letting him calm down a little bit. But but before we we got to talk uh, uh, talk, and then that was good. Yeah, a ton of confidence. Um, Jacoby, I'm excited for him to be able to come into this situation and and not be picked up on Labor Day weekend or what you know. So <laughs> I'm excited for him to have the 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 the. The offense, uh, you know, and being through it through a year and then another year, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And every, everyone loves Jacoby and, and, and knows he's going to do a great job, um, and, and we're excited to see him play. What kind of a quarterback is he, Jack? Yeah, totally different. But as I described, you know, he and, he, and, he, and he, but that, that experience of 17 definitely helped definitely helped him I'm sure and I'm sure he would tell you that um so um so yeah definitely different different situation what kind of a quarterback is he D- describe Jacoby because he is quite different physically though uh, like Andrew big strong yeah, big strong um you know can break tackles in the pocket um you know and, and and Jacoby does such a great job of enjoying football and that's what makes him so fun to play with is he has that kind of kids mentality um, when it comes to playing, and, 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 and that makes it a lot of fun to, to play with. Yeah, he, he's, he's a goofball, man. Uh, he's, uh, like I said, he likes to have a lot of fun out there, as it should be, as the game's supposed to be played. And, but he plays the game with, with detail and, and plays the game extremely hard and, and, um, and wants to do well and, and holds people accountable. So he's what you look for in a quarterback. That's Jack Doyle, tight end for the Colts. We also spent some time with Darius Leonard. Darius had some things to say about the fans and fans booing at the end of the game as Andrew Luck walked off the field. I think it's really important before we hear from Darius Leonard. I think it's important for everybody associated with the Colts to understand that I don't believe that these were fans who were booing Andrew Luck. I think they were fans who were booing the Colts as an organization and how they have handled these situations in the past. And then in the present on Saturday night. I think they're mad at the organization. Anybody who's mad at Andrew Luck, I think is completely out of their minds. Here's Darius Leonard. First, I was, I was very shocked. I found out on the sideline. Um, so at first, you know, emotions were high. You know, I was, for me, it was selfishly, you know, thinking, because um, I was upset at first, you know, that's just me being selfish. But then, you know, after I thought about it and knowing all that Andrew done and knowing what kind of guy he is, I think it was a great decision. I'm a respected decision. And Definitely looking forward to uh, the season. What's his presence been like for you as a rookie getting into the spotlight? What, what's his presence been like for you in your first year? I'm um, just uh, being a great leader, man, um, especially helping me out tremendously. Um, definitely on the field, learning from a great quarterback like that. Um, kind of trying to disguise a whole lot of things, and he's pick it up. So 
definitely picking his brain almost every day, trying to figure out things to make me better as a linebacker. Darius, you grew up in a hurry in this league, just one year in, but now if you take it upon yourself to say, hey, man, I, I got to be a leader not only on the field, but more of a leader in this locker room too? I'm, um, I, I, I still approach the day, same thing. Um, every every time I come here, I think about being a leader. Um, with Andrew or without him, I still have the same mindset, and I'm going to still come in and try to be the best leader I can. Thanks. When the offense loses a player of that stature, does the defense say we have to do more? No, we, I mean, like I said, we, we still the same motto, man. We go control, we can control, and that is playing one play at a time and getting better each day. Did you hear the crowd booing? I did. It sucked, especially a guy, a guy who did so much for his organization, so much for the city, and so much for the team. And for, I mean, the news was terrible, but you still do not boo a, a guy who gave so much for his for his um, community. And you see what he battled against, and it showed how tough he is. And for him to get booed his last time walking off that field, it definitely sucked. Not just for him, but for the whole coach organization. That's all pro linebacker Darius Leonard. Frank Reich had a lot to say today, and it's important to unpack this. We're going to play the entire thing, his entire podium. Here is Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich. Okay, just uh, to begin uh, with a message directly to Colts fans and supporters. It's not often that we share intimate details of a a team meeting, but uh, today's going to be one of those rare exceptions. this morning at our team meeting, uh, Chris Ballard and myself spoke to the team you know, about the events of the last few days and uh, just thought it was a, a good moment, thought it was a good moment. Chris had a lot of amazing things to say. And ultimately, sometimes as a team, what we talk about is uh, we talk about a theme or a word that helps us make sense of things, helps put categories uh, for things, does put context in. And this morning we talked about the word paradox. So the paradox is a statement in which it seems that if one part of it is true, the other part cannot be true. For example, everyone makes a unique contribution on this team, yet everyone is replaceable. We can deeply love and respect and care for each individual, yet the team must come first. Therefore, when it came to Andrew's retirement, it just... That word paradox kind of helps me, helps, can help us make sense of what's going on. On one hand, we can respect and honor the player and the teammate that Andrew is and was. But at the same time, we can share an excitement and an enthusiasm about the team that we have going forward and the journey ahead of us. Ultimately, it isn't how good any one player is. It's not. It's about how good we are as a team. Someone asked me a question the other day. Is there any sense that you felt like Andrew um, is letting down the team? And the answer was an emphatic no. And why is that? Well, Colts fans know that we use a metaphor around here of climbing Mount Everest to depict the journey of a regular season and the quest to get to the top and to win a world championship. And anyone who's made that climb knows that it requires a total commitment of the heart, complete and total commitment of the heart. And when Andrew spoke to us the other day, he spoke of how the cycle of injury and pain and rehab, injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab, over four years had taken its toll. It had essentially sucked the passion, the joy, the fun out of football. 
And so Andrew did the right thing. He did the right thing for himself, and he did the right thing for the team, knowing the requirement and the commitment that's needed for the journey ahead. He did the courageous thing, and he did the honorable thing. One last thing. I mean, we all know, as far as Andrew's concerned, you know, make no mistake about it, we know this guy isn't done climbing mountains. He's very talented. This is just a new beginning and a new chapter for him. I mean, can you imagine if he inspired millions of kids to learn how to read? How would that mountain be to climb? But also, let me assure Colts fans of this. This team is not done climbing. In fact, we're just getting ready. We're just getting started, and we can't wait. Just feel like Chris and his staff have done an unbelievable job of assembling a team of players. But this locker room is special. There is a character quality and a passion for this game and for this city and what the horseshoe represents that is special. And we believe that our players will rise to that challenge and that occasion. We're ready for the journey ahead. We believe we have the formula of what it takes to have a successful journey. We got the right makeup. We got the right locker room. Chris talked a lot about that this morning with the team, about what it takes to get in that locker room. We have the talent. This is a very talented football team on, in all three phases. We have a vision. Colts fans know what our vision is. We're all about the process. Get 1% better every day and go 1-0 every week. And then we have the support of Colts Nation. Uh, there's going to be challenges along the way. We know that for sure. That's what climbing Mount Everest is all about. There's not going to be anything. There's nothing easy about it, not one thing easy about it. But I can't help but think uh, back to a, an old saying that an old coach of mine used to say all the time, and that's this. There's, there's no place I'd rather be than right here, right now. Open it up for questions. Frank, how do you separate the jarring nature of this weekend and like what you talked about just a minute ago, the fact that you have a game in two weeks and your guys will have that human reaction of like losing a player and a friend that was on his team for so long. It is. There's a range of emotions. That's the paradox. That's the paradox. And um, and we're losing we're losing a great player and a great teammate. And the reality is in the next week there's going to be other teammates that are lost. And Andrew is special in his own way, but Make no mistake about it, there's a lot of guys who are going to depart from this building, and that's going to hurt. And there's going to be a lot of friendships that will continue in other ways, but that's part of the business of football that you have to embrace. Frank, you said on Saturday night that you and Jacoby both needed some time to digest what just happened. Have you digested and have you guys talked? What's the message there? Um, yeah, I believe we've both digested, uh, Tom. Have not had that. have not had that deep down heart-to-heart -heart talk about uh, the upcoming season just yet. Um, still, we'll do that at the right time, probably here in the next day or two. Frank, what are the lessons that you take away from uh, you know, what happened in Philadelphia with the quarterback situation when you guys went on? What, what specific lessons can you take away, apply? Or... Very specific lesson. Um, we talked about it today in the team meeting. Uh, at the end of the day, what propels us is belief in one another and conviction about what we're doing. And um, I, we have that on this team. There's a closeness in this locker room. Those of you that are in here all the time, I believe know that to be true. 
um, and I believe that's what will happen. Frank, systematically, Andrew and Jacoby, how much different do you have to maybe script your playbook or, or things like that? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think that sometimes that gets overplayed. Uh, I might have mentioned this before. I'm not sure. Um, I had the experience of when I backed up Jim Kelly. He's running the we're running the K gun offense, and everybody thought when Jim got hurt that we would have to go to Plan B offense for 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 me because um, I wasn't as talented as him. And but that's not how it rolled, and that's not how we'll roll. And same thing in Philip when Carson Wentz got hurt and Nick Foles came in completely different quarterbacks in many respects, same offense, but it's just interpreted in a di- slightly different way. We'll accentuate some of Jacoby's strengths and, um, and some of our team's strengths in a different way, but the playbook won't change. Does that, help, does that help you relate to like, like your experience having to replace Jim and having done it like, in a playoff setting? Like, does that help inform you and how you want to handle you know, Nick a couple of years ago and now Jacoby? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps. I think it helps inform me, and there's no doubt. And we all have to play to our own experiences and our own strengths. I, I think that helps me, um, but I don't. At the same time, I don't want to overplay it. You know, it's about the team, and it's, you know, I'm one person in that wheel, and uh, every player in that locker room. It ultimately comes down to the locker room. It ultimately comes down to their belief in each other, in every player on that offense, on that defense, and in our special teams units. Frank, where, where's the biggest jump you've seen from Jacoby from last year in the first year of the system to essentially being a starter starting in April? You know, in, in a strange way, since Andrew did not take any reps this whole offseason, I, I just for fun had the guys the other day say, hey, how many reps has Jacoby gotten in this offseason with the first team? And it was about 1,200 reps. That's, that's more than a season's worth of plays that he's had with the first team here in, the, in practice, counting OTAs and training camp. That's not even counting what we do in phase two. Um, but you can just feel his presence in the huddle on the field, the confidence that he's had, the chemistry with the receivers. Um, we all know that Andrew and T.Y. had a very unique chemistry and connection, for example. I, I can feel that developing with Jacoby and T.Y., I can, you can feel that developing with Jacoby and Ebron uh, and Funchess and the like. So that's been very important that Jacoby's got all those reps. Frank, on Saturday night, you knew what was going to happen. A lot of your guys did not. A lot of people in the building did not. What was the response in the locker room from what you could tell when Andrew told the team? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it was hard. And Chris, I can't even say enough about how Chris Ballard handled everything. I mean, as, as you know, it didn't break the way it was supposed to break and and it's just part of this industry whatever Um, but the players handled it well and a couple of the players knew you know Andrew had told a couple key guys the guys who he's been with the longest knew but not many because the plan was for Andrew to talk after the game to the team and then to have the press conference the next day but that's just not the way it played out. Frank I know Chad can't be your backup to start the season but do you think he's done enough to prove he can be a backup again in this league? Um, Chad, has, Chad has played well, and he's carried himself well. He's, he's done everything right. That'll be an evaluation that Chris and I will make um, at the right time. But he's, he's done well. Where's the comfort level with Philip Walker to be Jacoby's backup if something were to happen? Yeah, those are all really good things to consider that we are considering very strongly. You know, Phil's been here for a while, and uh, so we, we have a lot of belief and confidence in Phil. Um, 
he knows our offense. He knows this locker room. Um, that's those are going to be the decisions that we'll have to make in the next week to ten days. Still an active conversation. Still an active conversation. Yes. What, what went into Chad starting on Saturday? Yeah, not much other than we had kind of planned it. Uh, just turned out that he got the start, but Phil had went first in the rotation in the first two preseason games. And so, as you guys know, originally I was thinking Jacoby might play a little bit in that third game, but we had already planned that Chad would come in second because Phil came in second in the previous two games. So, and when Jacoby didn't play, it's just we just bumped it up. What are the strengths? You mentioned Jacoby, he has some different strengths. What are the strengths that you would accentuate in this game? Uh, yeah, he's got great functional play strength um, in the pocket. He's hard to bring down. He can extend plays. Um, and you have to do that a lot in this league. You know, when a guy, when a, when when somebody rushes by you and they and a big defense lineman puts his hands on you, he's not phased by it. He he can keep his eyes down the field. He's got this toughness about him. Um, I think Jacoby, as a passer, has was always good and has just gotten better. You know, he's worked very hard at that. Worked very hard at his footwork. Worked very hard at little subtle mechanic changes that he's just been committed to working on his body. I think physically he's become even a better athlete. Um, and then his mastery of the offense. I mean, all these 1,200 reps that he's got. And then plus the year before when he got all those reps in the offseason. As a backup, as, uh, previously as a backup quarterback, this guy's got more work than probably any backup could get. And I think that's all helped prepare him for this time. Frank, as, a, as a former backup quarterback, the guy that has to step into this situation, if you look at the team and the roster, would you say this is about as good of a situation, offensive line, skill players, and defense that's young and developing? Would you sort of embrace that? Absolutely. I mean, starting with the offensive line and starting with the offensive line. That's where, you know, you know how Chris and I feel about it. That's where it all starts up front on both sides of the ball. And you know how we feel about Jacoby. I mean, yes, he's been Andrew's backup, but I've made no, and Chris the same way. From day one, I come in and watch all Jacoby's film, get to meet him, get to know him. And in my mind, I say, this guy's a top 20 quarterback. This guy's a legit starter in the league. So kudos to Chris for making that move a couple years ago. And who would have known it would have ever came to this, but I'm sure glad we got him now. Can you address uh, Jacoby's sort of diligence behind the scenes? I know we, we always talk a lot about that in terms of Andrew and maybe even Brady when he was in New England. Uh, but I've, I've heard you and others say that, you know, the, the type of time and commitment he puts in behind the scenes, what have you observed? Yeah, he's uh, man, this guy is all in. I mean, and I know that's what's required of the position, but he just does it the right way. He's not just checking off boxes. You know, it's about he's got the right mindset. Um, he's just a pro. He's a pro. He's a class act. He's a great leader. Um, just excited for him. Frank, what was, um, what was Saturday night? I know we talked to you late that night, but what was the entire night like for you? And, and I know Andrew paused a couple times and, and looked at you and said some things, and you saw him really come back from the shoulder, and you knew you know, the depths he was at when you started and you, just the highs. You worked really closely with this guy. What was that like for you? It was hard. I mean, I remember getting a call from him um, last the previous offseason before he had never thrown a football. And we had a conversation one time, and I said, well, if you ever want to throw a football, you know myself. And uh, I still, I'll, I'll remember stuff like this. I'll remember him calling me saying, I'm going to be at the complex tomorrow. Let's throw football. You know, and that being the first football that he threw 
you know, after that whole shoulder ordeal. Those are the kind of things I think as a coach, you know, that are special that you remember. Um, the quarterback meeting room with Nick and Marcus and Jacoby and Phil was a really unique room, um, a special room. The, the, the fun, the ball that we talked, the things that we learned, um, those, those are all the emotions that go through your mind. Frank, when you talk about you know your experience in Philly with backup QB and yours as a player, is perhaps the best example 20 years ago this year, in fact, when the Rams lose a quarterback late, they go on to win the Super Bowl. Is that a story you can share with the younger guys who probably don't remember that? Yeah, I think you draw on all those stories. I mean, we, in fact, we talked about it a little bit today uh, in the team meeting, just acknowledging that, yeah, this in one respect, this story is very unique. It's shocking in one respect. But in another respect, I don't want to say it happens all the time. It certainly doesn't happen all the time. But it's happened enough, whether it be an injury or a retirement, where you know, a team loses a great player, and yet the team is galvanized and goes goes on to have a great season and propels that team to the next uh you know, to their next championship to where they're headed. Frank, I hate to break the thread we're at, but we saw Kenny Moore with a has he got a thumb issue? Yeah, thumb issue. Um, evaluate that. Uh, not ready to declare status on him, but hopeful he'll be okay. Do you think you feel like this this period is really critical for where your team's going to go? Just because I think I, w- I would think that most players, when something like that happens, are looking to see how people like you and Chris are going to react. I think that's true, but I also think equally, if not more, they're looking to see how the leaders in the locker room react. How the how the Jacoby Brissetts and the Justin Houstons and, and those guys, how do, they, how do they react? How do our young leaders, you know, Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard, how do they react? Um, Chris and I talk about that's, that's the heartbeat of our team. Yeah, Chris and I have the roles that we do, and we embrace those and, and love those roles, but we're all about that locker room and the leadership there, and that, that's what's going to take us where we need to go. Have you observed anything from how, like, as far as how they've reacted? Yeah, I feel really good about where we're at. You know, Frank, feel really good. I think it's happened this weekend. Does that maybe allow you to play up that nobody believes in us car that seemed like your team thrived in last year? Yes. I mean, you know, the, yes. I mean, it's the, we'll go back to the underdog role. I mean, um, us against the world. Um, but those things are fun to talk about, and, and we play off of those. But ultimately, what's deeper than that, and I'm going to keep saying it, is get 1% better every day. Just get a little bit better every day. And, you know, and where we go, we, we literally take each week in and of itself. Uh, don't try to get out there too far in front of it. It's one game at a time. And there, we might lose one or two, but we're going to take it 1-0. and We're going to take it 1-0, and and nothing is going to phase us from that. Frank, uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but can you – sort of uh, give us a sense of the relationship between Jacoby and Andrew and how that's sort of evolved. Yeah, I mean, that's just pretty cool. I mean, you know, that's what you talk to any player, and at the end of the day, they say that's what's special about this game. It's about being in a locker room, the relationships that you develop, and to see those two develop the relationship they have and how deep it is and how much, you know, obviously two radically different people as far as personality types and maybe off-field interests, but yet in that meeting room, how they're together, how they have a genuine love and respect for each other. Um, that's fun to see. What's the first moment, hey, one more here. What's the first moment that you really saw the leadership that Chris was talking about with Jacoby? Oh, man, there's many times. Um, 
you know, last year when Andrew was out with the shoulder thing, you know, just how he embraced how the team, how I felt like the team responded to him from day one. Uh, he, Jacoby has this presence about him that he, it's just, it's just not all about him. He's in it for the other guys. I and mean, he genuinely is about bringing out the best in other people. Uh, you just feel that. You see that. The guys know that. I could see it instantly. I could see it instantly seeing him with the guys out on the field. Uh, we are in good hands with Jacoby Brissett as our quarterback. Jacoby Brissett also had some things to say today. Jacoby's a very engaging guy. A little bit of a smart aleck type guy with the media, but I don't mind that at all. I kind of like it. We know our place. He knows his place. He's a starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Here he is. It's been, you know, uh, that and a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, you know, and the, the main thing is just, you know, not being able to see Andrew every day. Uh, and that's, you know, today was kind of weird walking in and not seeing him but uh you know that's the thing to, to deal with but um uh, you know every ups and downs but uh you know it's on the way up now so that's all that matters what was your initial reaction when he told you whether it was friday started whatever and were you just kind of like what was uh i was i was shocked uh i mean which i'm sure everybody was like y'all wouldn't be here if y'all weren't shocked either but uh <laughs> I was, I was shocked, uh, and then, you know, we had a long conversation, and it was just, you know, some emotions obviously going back and forth, but, you know, you sit down and you, you talk to him and you, you understand, um, you know, his decision, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, it's like one of my good friends, so it's kind of, it's tough, but, you know, both, but I'm sure both of us will deal with it. You know, he Oh, no question. Uh, you know, he was like, I was kind of, well, my emotion, I won't describe that, but he was like smiling, you know, uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, that's what that's what helped me gain clarity and and, um, and understanding of the situation and seeing him smile. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best. Uh, he knows that. And, you know, we, we'll talk longer than the days of either one of our football careers. But, uh, you know, he seemed happy and, uh, you know, that's all that really mattered. Throughout this whole summer and spring, and you getting all the first team reps, did you ever think the word retirement was even a possibility for him? For, oh, for him, uh, not a chance. Uh, but that's just the NFL. You know, you never know when it's your time or somebody else's time. You just uh, day by day. Uh, and like I said, I was shocked, but. Yeah. You said Andrew Saturday, Andrew was pretty. Andrew was pretty candid on Saturday, saying he was jealous of you at first when you came back from the Netherlands and saw you were the quarterback here. Can you explain how your relationship has evolved from? How did I make him jealous? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> how, your, how your relationship has evolved from those first interactions, where maybe it was a little awkward. Uh, it was definitely awkward. Um, you know, when I first met Andrew, when I first got traded here, uh, I saw a different Andrew when he came back the next year. Uh, you know, we've had conversations about, you know, what we thought initially, what we thought of each other. Uh, and then just to see how, you know, the relationship has changed. Uh, and now it's, you know, we kind of talk every day, you know. So uh, I never would have thought that I would talk to him every day and actually enjoy the conversation. And that changed drastically when he got back. Uh and, uh, you know, it's been a, a growing relationship ever since. Uh, so, you know, like I said, I call him a friend that, you know, will extend longer than, than football. What, what brought you guys together, do you think? You know, what, what sort football of brought us here. What's that? Football brought us here. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean did you? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, right? Yeah, that's true. Bad question. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. But was there? Was, was did you did you see something in each other that was there some common ground? Uh, the fact that you play well, obviously, you know the similarities in you know playing quarterback and, and things like that. But you know, it was just the relationship just grew just mm-hmm. off of authentic. I don't want to say that word right now. Organically? Yeah, organically. All right. Yeah, so organically. And, uh, you know, it just took off from there. Uh, and, you know, we just – we had – we also also have different upbringings, and that's what I think drew us closer together because we would talk about each other's, you know, upbringing, and, and you just see the respect level on both sides um, help form that, that friendship and that bond. At what point did the shot kind of wear off? It's like, okay, we got to go now. The season's starting in a couple weeks. Uh, once I kind of walked out of the room with him uh, – but it was, you know, it was always, you know, prepare like you're a starter from day one with me. Uh, so it was just more so the shock of, you know, he won't be here. So. Jacoby, one, one thing uh, Chris Bauer mentioned is we don't want Jacoby Brissett to be Andrew Luck. We want to be you, you to be you. So what, what do you need to do? What do you need to be moving forward? Jacoby Brissett. Which is? Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> but Jacoby, obviously. Do you try, can you, do you catch, do, try to do more? Does it just be yourself? Oh, it's just be myself. Obviously, the mindset, I mean, you're going to do you. You've been doing that since you've been here. You've been a starter here. But what is the mentality when you say, okay, now I know I'm going to be me. I've got to relay that to the team and let them know that we're okay and we're going to move forward. How do you do that? Uh, just by, you know, coming to work every day, working hard. You know, things that I, I hope that I've shown throughout my career here or wherever I've been. Uh, but, uh you know, just do that every day on a consistent basis, which I, like I said, I try to do. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's just up from there. What was Saturday, Saturday like for you? Because, like, you obviously at that point you know you're going to be the starter, right? But like a lot of other people don't. Like, was that was Saturday the way that that all played out weird? That, rephrase that. It was Saturday? Was was that weird on Saturday? Because like I think at that point you knew, right? Like you, you knew because you talked to Andrew and everything else. But a lot of other people didn't. And so was that weird going through Saturday, where you sort of knew something that a lot of other people around you did? No, I know a lot of secrets that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, no, nah, it was. It wasn't weird, uh, you know. I've had I have already had conversations with Andrew, so uh, you know that was kind of I was at peace with it. Uh, you know, I just wish he could have done it his way. Uh, so that sucked as a teammate to to see that and feel the reaction that we got for from the from the fans from him for him. Uh, you know, that hurt more than than anything. Did you ever get a sense you were close to him? I mean, as a friend, as a teammate. You never get a sense it was this bad, and he talked about the pain the last month or so. Did you ever get a sense that this is that he was in hell? Um, to the point that he would retire? No, but you you obviously you know a lot, but you don't know everything about somebody. So you know, when I like I said, when I had those conversations, I didn't like I said, it helped me get a better understanding. This roster is completely completely different from two years ago when you came in and started those fifteen games. Where's your comfort level as far as which receivers, your tight ends, obviously, was that offensive line? Uh, way better. I mean, it's not the first week me being here now, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, like, I've been here for two years, the same system with a lot of the same guys. So, you know, I think that'll help me out uh, and help us out a lot. You know, we've, we've gained a relationship of um, we've had those tough, tough um, conversations and, 
So, you know, it's it's an ongoing thing. So it's not like, oh, like, use all that. It's still week after week, day after day, that we have the opportunity to get better. Kobe, can you still get in on the defensive celebrations? I don't think so. I think that's be hard, but I'll find a way to get over there. Now you gotta go talk to Frank. Yeah, exactly. But I'll find a way to get over there. Well, did you have a reaction? The shock wore off. Now that you've had the time to really think it through, did you understand what you were doing and did? Yeah, because it's Andrew. It's his decision, and uh, you know, as a friend, you want him to be happy. You want him to be at peace. You want him to do what he wants to do, uh, and. Uh, and I respect it, you know. Uh, it's just, like I said, I wish he did it his way uh, as far as everything else beside, behind the scenes. But, you know, I know he's he's at peace. Jacoby, did you have a reaction when the fans booed him at the end of the game? Yeah, it sucked. I mean, like, you don't want to hear that. But especially a guy like that who's done as much as he's done and what he's been through. And like when, even before I got here and talking to him and, and hearing a lot of those stories, like, nah. Jacoby, do you feel the need to take on more? I know Chris has already spoken highly of your leadership, more of a local leadership role, speak in front of the team, speak in front of the office, something like that? Or No, nah, not at all. We, we, have, we have, you know, other great leaders on this team, other good players, other, other people that will, you know, handle their, handle their business accordingly. And it's not like I'm trying to be anybody that I'm not, so... As much talk as there was inside the building and outside the building, when you get back on the field today and you go through the walkthrough, does it feel business as usual now? Yeah, no question, because at the end of the day, it's always, you know, when you're working, you're working, and um, you just go on. And the fact that you have the first team staff, so that your role doesn't change as far as what you've done? No, not at all. And it's not like I had to do anything different than I was doing for the last however long it's been. Tell me, one of your big advocates in your career has been Bill Parcells. Given this change in circumstance and role for you, what, if anything, has he communicated to you in the last couple of days? Uh, good luck. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have, yeah, we have conversations so much that it's not like it's anything different. That's Jacoby Brissett, who is going to start for the Indianapolis Colts on September 8th in Los Angeles against the Chargers. So there you go. You know who's going to start for Indiana University on Saturday against Ball State at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's going to be Michael Penix. I told you last week it was going to be Michael Penix. I know from where I speak, Michael Penix is the guy with the highest ceiling among all the quarterbacks currently on the roster for the Indiana Hoosiers. We'll see how he does Saturday. Tom Allen confirming that it's going to be Michael Penix. That sports, another but sports, a long one, but I think it's really important that we hear from as many people as we possibly can. Interesting locker room today for the Indianapolis Colts. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then 8.15 on Periscope. It's a show so nice, we do it twice. All brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, 317 Seven eight four nine two nine three three. Make an appointment to see the best dentist in the world. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Join me.